our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. And you had a little bit of um, excitement <laughs> with <laughs> your egg donor potentially not being in the country. I oh, true. <laughs> yes. So our, okay, explain. She, like the woman videos. who called was like, I've never seen this before. So he said, would you be open to tennis or Idaho? <gasps> Tennessee. Surrogate called me back and said, I'm heading in. I should know within like 20 minutes what's happening. My God, Ez just gave out the biggest cute yawn. Ez, can we get one more question? I'm so sorry, Welcome back to the Who's Your Daddy podcast, where we work to demystify the process of starting a family through non-traditional means, from foster to adoption to IVF and surrogacy. Come along as we navigate this tricky space on our own journey to fatherhood. We are your hosts and husbands, Michael and Matt, and today we are talking to... Our friends, Jonathan, Jonathan and Pete. Pete, and they have a, a special guest with them today. Baby Do S. Do you want to introduce? This is Baby S. It's baby Can you say S. Hi? Can you blow Aww. a kiss? Bye. Aww. That was a great podcast. Oh, Thank you for having us. Yes, God. yes. Okay, great. S. I think that is all the time we have for child labor laws, and that's a wrap. It was really good. I'm glad we really like got to the issue. Honestly, yes. this interview is this is just an interview for Ez. Mm-hmm. We just want to interview Ez. Yeah, we just want to know how are you? How are you feeling? What is life like? Well, she can't even hear us. You each have a headphone. And, and then... Just like, why am I staring at this blank? She's screen. really. <laughs> Good. Look how incredibly attentive she is. She is. I absolutely love it. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow. We met a couple years ago. Okay. Was it like different world? Like mid 2020. And you guys, the the pandemic kind of like uprooted you from LA, right? Had you had plans to move before then? We did. We were planning on getting out of Hollywood in 2020. And Mm. um, oh, she found my earbud. And we didn't know where we were going to go. And then the pandemic happened because we knew when we started the surrogacy journey, we did not want to raise a child in the middle of Hollywood. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it was a little bit of a little bit of both. There was like exactly. motivation there. And when did you guys start surrogacy? Like, when did you start thinking about it? When did you start conceptualizing, planning all the things? Was it 2019? It was kind of 2019 because we got married, as Matthew mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. in 2019. And so we kind of knew the next step was going to be starting the family. And uh, the company I work for actually rolled out a new benefit that started in January of 2020. (gasps) Whoa. So I was like, well, that's the sign to like start 
the process because you don't know how long it's going to take. So yeah. let's just call this 1-800 number and see what happens. Oh, and my goodness. Yeah. So that was like the first like step into it was, mm-hmm. oh, who are the agencies that we can work with? And like, oh, there's four that we, you know, recommend. Um, here's a contact at each of them. So I started And this was a number that you called through your work. Yeah, Yeah, it was. um, Oh, so interesting. A benefit called Win Fertility. Oh, so they help. I didn't know this. Yeah, I I had no idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell me, teach me. (laughs) So yeah, so they were kind of like you can use any agency you want, and there's certain expenses that are qualified reimbursement, and others that are not. Um, Okay, but the the seventy five thousand as I think everyone who's looking at surrogacy knows is, is great, but also goes very quickly. <laughs> right, um, right. So so that benefit um, was there. And so they they said, here's some agencies you can work with. And we called, I think like, I looked at them online and then there were two that stood out. And so I called both of them and just got a good feeling from like one of them more than the other. And yeah. so we met with him. And he was uh, like right in our backyard in Hollywood. And, oh wow! Yeah, and he had gone through surrogacy. Yeah, and was a gay dad. He and his partner, um, or husband. Yeah. Uh, and that was like right before the pandemic. That was like February. Yeah, I had oh, was wow. working on a movie. I just wrapped that. I was home for like two weeks. And I think it was like yeah. right before I was leaving to go back to Atlanta. Yeah. We had that meeting. I think I left like two days later. This and is then, March 2020. Yeah. And then <laughs> right before the shutdown. And then yeah. I was back. So wow. so then, yeah, we got a good feeling. He like said, you know, these are like timelines, you know, can be plan on it taking at least two years from like mm. you signing this contract mm. to getting embryos, finding an egg donor, getting a surrogate, having the baby. And that's like a minimum usually. Like it could be more if, you know, things don't happen. So we're like, all right, let's let's yeah. get on this. And then the pandemic happened and we were like, oh boy, let's pause. Do we want to start surrogacy <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, seriously, right? Like, yeah, like all oh of God. the logistics of that. So. Yeah. So then we took a beat and mm-hmm. we were like, let's just figure it out. We don't know where we're living. We don't know how long this is going to last, like two weeks for three years, you know. Right. Yeah. Clearly Remember we when we thought it was two weeks? Like, yeah. oh, L. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, this is my time to watch. Yeah. I'm just here to watch Tiger Tiger King. And, oh, Tiger King. And then I'll yeah. go back to work in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was like, it was cute for a minute. Yeah. Until it wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we went home in like May. We came home on like Mother's Day weekend for the first time after being locked up in our Hollywood town home for a few months. And like the early days of the pandemic felt like so long for some reason i think because we were just used to everything being open and like going to work every day and so like just to be trapped and like the whole world shutting down just felt like so long so yeah we were finally home and like seeing people again and like it felt really good and then my brother and his wife actually announced on mother's day that she was pregnant yeah which was so exciting yeah very oh yeah amazing like emotional experience um and kind of also just like kickstarted in me, like a feeling I knew that I wanted for us as well. Right. And yeah. so kind of was the, like, we knew we were going to eventually go back and sign with this agency. Mm-hmm. And like that between like, I think he emailed us like a week later and was like, 
by the way, we have the scholarship that we can extend to you, but we need you to sign like this month. There's um, a former uh, client who's like giving back a grant and it's like the rainbow oh my God. grant. Yeah. And so he wants to help like new young gay dads <gasps> have a family. And so it was like, well, that's like all the sign. Another we good sign. Yeah. So we signed the papers. Wow. <laughs> um, where we had our like wedding rehearsal. So it was all yeah. kind of like another full circle. Wine tasting. We were wine tasting. Nice. Uh, and so that maybe helped as well. And so then we were like officially on our journey. Like we had signed, we had deposited. Um, and so we knew like we were on a path. Yeah. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So you guys had talked about having babies before this wasn't, I mean like this wasn't new to you 2020, 2019. Correct. Oh yeah. yeah. I think we both like within the first year of dating knew that like we mm-hmm. wanted Pretty to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was always kind of like future tense of like, yeah, when we're married and have a house and a kid, yeah. like, yeah, but there was no pressure. And then suddenly it was like, Let's we do should it probably now. get All married. The we should probably, yeah, we should probably yeah. like, and we we're getting together. older. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Let's." This isn't just going to happen on its own. So, and did you always? Um, were you always thinking like you would go via surrogacy as far as like building a family, or were adoption and foster ever on the table, or was it? I mean, uh, getting an email that there's a relatively large benefit for surrogacy is would probably tip me that way. Um, But were you pretty set on it before that? I think so. We wanted to give that a try or at least explore that option first. And then, you know, and see how, see where that journey took us. And then if, if that wasn't going to work out, then we would explore other options, but that was our preference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where were your agency and IVF clinic? Uh, So our agency was based in Los Angeles so okay. that was like just natural because we were there at the time. But then because we moved to Portland for a while during the pandemic, we actually found our IVF clinic in Portland. So so um, you signed with an agency before an IVF clinic. Correct. Yeah. Yes. We went to one yeah. in Pasadena, actually. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, to do like an, an initial donation. So yeah, so we didn't end up going with that IVF clinic, yeah. but they did like do some initial testing for us. Um, oh, just okay. So we knew that like we were fertile. And... Did the IVF clinic that you signed with accept all of those results at the initial IVF clinic or was there it was like basically a redo? A, a whole redo um, okay. situation once we found the new clinic and, and, and it was fine because it wasn't that much. It was just yeah. sort of like you have sperm, they're healthy, great. Yeah. Kind of like checking off a box of like, okay, yeah, we're good. They didn't like, now let's continue. Yeah. So then it was like, we heard really good things. Actually, we were house sitting for some friends uh, and you actually came over to that house while we were house sitting for those friends. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Thank you, friends. You made us a delicious dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I still remember it. Oh my God. So they actually used IVF. The chicken was really good. Um for their two children and we're really happy with their doctor and so put us in touch with him yep um, at <gasps> oh my god end. i actually didn't know that oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so, i didn't know they use ivf yeah yeah so two beautiful healthy children and we were like cool like we're looking so let's go meet with them and we got a really yeah, good feeling definitely. Um, yeah yeah so that was really actually nice. a pretty easy decision and they're like world renowned but um, <laughs> i mean that's what everyone kind of says but they uh had a great reputation and just to have that endorsement was helpful. Yeah. Right. 
And so how long after getting with the surrogacy agency did you sign with the fertility clinic? So the surrogacy uh, agency was probably like June. Yeah. June of 2020. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I think we found our egg donor through the same agency in Los Angeles. Oh, through your surrogacy agency. Yes. Okay. Oh, interesting. We found our egg donor through our agency, but I thought that was sort of rare. Um, They had a bunch that they were showing us. And then we kind of were looking at ORM, but didn't sign yet. And they were like, we also have local donors because they like kind of prefer local because it's just easier with travel. And um, that's just kind of like what they offer. Whereas Growing Generations, our agency in LA, provided like a whole worldly, I mean, they had some that were in Brazil or like all over the United States. Just from everywhere. So right, it yeah. was just much more of a yeah, variety of like what you were looking for. We did find an egg donor through the agency mm-hmm. and then had she was local to, which was yes. yeah. Which was which was lovely. We got to meet her, so that was a whole lovely experience, and we felt really good about it. Oh so yeah, let's have... jump into that a little bit because sure. we've actually we actually got to meet our egg donor, and again, mm-hmm. I was told very rare, like kind right. of weird. Yeah. But you guys kind of felt compelled to meet your egg donor. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was something that like I always kind of would have wanted to do, and the the process felt like very anonymous at first which it's intended to be to like kind of protect right. both parties but it also made it feel like less personal and i'm like if this person yeah. is contributing genetic genes i feel like i kind of want to like sit across mm. the table from them and know right. like yeah. how do we interact like is there get an idea of their personality yeah. and, i don't know why that was important but it was um, no, that makes me actually feel a lot better because <laughs> I was the same way. They were like, oh, just like pick. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. I have like a bunch of like a profile. It's like going through MySpace I've profiles, got, you know, like clicking through. Yeah, I've got photos. I've got some like Swipe answers. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what their demeanor is. Right. And so I asked ours to set up like, well, it was like Zoom calls because we were doing mm-hmm. it like kind of far away mm, and yeah. as far as like choosing and then um it was like honestly i mean it's just the second zoom call where i was like oh okay Whew, this feels good like i right. feel yeah i don't know i feel like oh yeah know, she jives I mean, with us totally mm-hmm. it helps so much just like solidify that yeah that deal yeah because it was already like even though it was just a computer profile like it leapt off the page in a way that no one else had and then we just wanted to confirm that, although it was a little scary because I was like, well, what if we get a totally different vibe, vibe right. now? Like, so right. you are risking that you thought you had perfect and then don't, but then mm. it was perfect. So it just made it feel really easy and comfortable um, going into that process. And you had a little bit of um, uh, excitement <laughs> with <laughs> your egg donor potentially not being in the country. I guess. Oh, true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is perfect, except, except that she might not be here. Okay, explain. It was a little tricky. She was a, she was an au pair, and uh-huh. she was she had a visa that had a an expiration date, you know, with her with her with her clients, and we were uh, working with her to to get you know to get her eggs and the cycling that it takes, the time it takes for that to happen 
you know, you can't control and you think right. you've got enough time. And it, it turned out it was taking longer than we thought it would. And we were getting just right up to the end of her, you know, visa expiration date. So oh, there was goodness. this real like nerve wracking, like, oh my gosh, are yeah. we? She's going to have to yeah. leave right before <laughs> she donates her eggs. Yeah. And, then and they're gone, not gonna be eggs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So oh that was, that was it stressful. Was stressful. Which is very real. Like, did you yeah. have any control? I mean, I don't know. There's only so much you can do. And then yeah, what, right. like, like, what was that like? Like, oh, if, if she runs out of time on the visa, then that's it. And she goes and like, sorry, you'll have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were consulting lawyers and trying to figure out what the process would be. You would know. that mean like you'd just have to pay a whole nother cycle over again or i mean it was scary because if she left the country she might not have been able to get back in is what our lawyer <sighs> told us yeah. like she's oh, on yeah. this visa she quit her job she's no longer on this visa after this right. date so if she doesn't give you eggs by that date then she's gonna have yeah. to fly back and they won't let her back in to give eggs because yeah. that's not that's permitted not, yeah i guess like wow yeah requires. and then there's a different president at the time as well yeah how much um like what was the the like she was able to donate and they did the egg retrieval and then how how long after did she, she flew home like a week later yeah <laughs> week later <laughs> it, was. it was crazy it, it was, was literally crazy gross. and she had already like moved to miami so like it was great because in the beginning she was in oregon like she's in our backyard that'll save on some travel expenses yeah she's local and, like, yeah it'll just be easy and then she's like i now live in miami and i'm about to go home to south america and so we were wow. we were stressed. We, we were so stressed because everything was so perfect, and I was like, "We just need some eggs from this lovely human who but we now are like <laughs> completely attached to because yes. we've met her. We've had her over to like yes. our house and dinner. Her. Boyfriend, yeah, like she's amazing. Did so. you then have um to get the eggs shipped or the embryos? Sh- was it eggs or embryos that you had to get uh. shipped from Miami? Oh, no, we, we shipped her. We shipped the eggs her. were inside the... <laughs> oh, we're inside of her. She came... Yeah, she, yeah, she came to ORM and did yeah. a retrieval okay. and, oh then, and then yeah. recovered and then flew home. So. I don't know why my brain went there, but I'm like, oh my God, they had to do this procedure in Miami and then they had to get the eggs over. No, I actually thought that too. Well, she yeah, did have like, to find a Miami doctor though because there was injections. All her medication. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yes. scan to, to check on the eggs. Okay. And then she had to come and then... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. A local Miami doctor had to kind of step in and assist. Write the prescriptions and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I think that's, that, that is really, I mean, good that ORM does work with other clinics yeah. and hospitals to like make sure, you know, they can collaborate and have... They're super the, helpful and helping yeah. and like explaining mm-hmm. sort of our options yeah. and how we really we're going to make this experience. work. It's like teetering on the edge of, we don't have eggs. I know. <laughs> oh, I oh my know. God. Just, like, and... just tell the doctor in Miami to start putting those <laughs> hormones in. <laughs> just get the eggs. So we got the eggs. We got them. And then we Shoot. got like beautiful embryos. And then... Yeah. You got like a zillion embryos. We yeah. did get. We lucked out with soccer the team. We got fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen. Crap. Fifteen. So you retrieved thirty. Thirty and twenty-one 20. were mature, and then I think fifteen made it through to like that six-day blastocyst. Yes. Oh my god. That's and amazing. then all of them were like equally graded. They're like they're all just like four A. Great. <gasps> it was crazy. That's 
insane. That is yeah. insane. I am going to be shocked if we talk to anybody else who has like that amount <laughs> of success. She, like the woman videos. who called was like, I've never seen this before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we were like, wow, we picked okay. the right donor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and because there's a rate of attrition for every level of that, right? You know, they go in and they donate the eggs and they can get a large number like 20 or 30 or even more. And then there's like less than that that are actually mature. And then there's less than that that actually fertilize. And then there's less than that that actually develop into a blastocyst. Yeah. Correct. It's a blastocyst. Did I get that right? Blastocyst. You got it. <gasps> yeah. $5 for you. <laughs> Thanks. I win. So... We're in California. We're uh-huh. in Oregon. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got our embryos. We're feeling good. <laughs> Idaho. Okay, mm. right. Um, well, yeah. There's so, a big story, a background story on Idaho. So now you're in line for a surrogate. So what, like your agency's in California, mm-hmm. right? They're looking everywhere. Are they providing you surrogates? Yeah. They, you do yes. tell. So Originally, we were matched with one locally in Washington. Um, oh. or, yeah, that um, that we, you know, that we, we, you know, she picked us. That's the process, right? They look at your look at profile, profile, pick you. So she was our first, like, match. Mm-hmm. She swiped mm-hmm. or whatever. And then... Um, she swiped right on you. Yes. <laughs> and then... We started looking at her profile, and while the fact that she was close in Washington was fantastic, there were certain risk factors that she had that we were not totally comfortable with. Okay. And so we ultimately, you know, went back to our, yeah, baby, we went back to our agency and said, you know what, I don't think this is, we're not fully comfortable with this, and we're going to go ahead and pass, so let's... Um, Let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> let's, you know, go back to the pool. And um, I think that's, you know, so we were looking, yeah. Washington was our first preference, obviously, because we had already moved. We had bought because a house. the home. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so we were. No, we were in Oregon We were in still. Oregon still. But the thing yeah. that was interesting with Idaho in particular, so our um, legal team, because obviously you have to have a legal team in surrogacy. Mm. noted to us that there were two states um, where they were actively looking for couples to help change surrogacy laws to help specifically LGBTQ plus couples, although it does help what we learned later, more than just LGBTQ couples, but right. sort of change the laws in those states. Um, so he said, would you be open to Tennessee or Idaho? And Tennessee, Tennessee felt a little bit far Too away. Far. I think we said we were open to it, but this is again COVID, and so it's like we didn't know if we'd be able to fly. We didn't know if we'd like be able to bring our baby home, and so right. it was just kind oh, of like, God, yeah. yeah, are we going to drive to Tennessee if we have to? Yeah. Like, so Idaho felt close enough. Uh, yes, so we'd said yes to that we'd before yes to we that. even matched. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I guess they, they wouldn't have opened the pool then. Right. Maybe they had automatically excluded Idaho in, until they t- talked to you about that because of the additional hurdle. Yeah. So then this lovely young woman who had had two kids before and husband and had been an egg donor twice, which actually was like That's kind cool. of cool, we thought, because I, Definitely. I think one of the fears that we had was how can a surrogate 
give up this child? Like, yeah. what will that feel like or be like? And amazing women do it all the time. But right, I was right. like, I, I kind of liked that she had given a part of herself before in a way well, and yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. okay with it and like excited to do it again. Like yeah. that felt it was really like, good. She had done part of the process and she kind of is like aware of IVF, surrogacy, yeah. what it does for others. And so it wasn't just like a, oh yeah, I'll be a surrogate. Like, you know, right. toss of a hat. Like, sure, why not? It's like, I've kind of been in this process before. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So was there, I don't know, like other options other than Idaho? Or was it like, did you guys feel so compelled to go with so Idaho? Say, did you pigeonhole yourself yeah, into you, Idaho? Because you, so you were like, like, we're focused on that. We're going to make change there. Or did it just so. happen? I think when we got matched in Idaho, we it, we matched, We felt really good about right our surrogates. So it mm. was like yeah. both were important, and like the fact that we could do both at mm-hmm. once is like have the right match, and then also be doing good. Yeah, and then paving that, the way it was yeah. like perfect. Like yeah, I don't know that if we had had the wrong match in Idaho, that we would have been like, oh, it's worth giving up. The yeah, right no, we would have still yeah. to change this law. Like, I think we we needed both. It was still important, but like when when you're matching, you like when you find somebody that you're comfortable with. That's yeah. like that's the priority, and then the fact that we were hopefully going to change the laws. Right. That was another. That bonus. was another cool part about. Yeah. It. So. So, you you touched on this like a little bit, but you were you had said that the one in Washington had some red flags. And I feel like you two are very thorough people. Can you touch on like some of the, some of like the parameters, some of the things you like thought about? Because I think vetting a surrogate can feel sort of selfish, Mm -hmm. daunting. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Like you don't know what you don't know. Like you, I I think we've learned uh, even from you, you were like, oh yeah, these are things we look for. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Or yeah. What are the, some of the things that you vet or that you would recommend possibly vetting to us who are looking for a surrogate? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Going into it, I don't think we knew anything either. Um, so when the red, when the red flags came, we just had to trust our instinct on mm-hmm. the fact that it just like, you know, it was also our first match and we were just kind of like, you know, I, I just feel uncomfortable. You just have a gut yeah. sense. But you know? I mean, like some of the things were like both pregnancies. She had two kids. Yeah. And both of them were emergency C-sections, which yeah. okay. I kind of yeah. thought would be already weeded out of the. <laughs> right. Yeah. We so, were almost surprised. Yeah. That it was like a match event. like that, a it, match. that she yeah. made it through vetting. Yeah. And, and then she was single mom working full time, which is, Oh, not yeah. a it's just not a deal breaker but it felt with hard yeah, that could be very home. difficult yeah definitely. and then yeah and so. then the other thing we didn't know i mean as i think you know now like you're held liable for child care and for like lost wages if anything goes wrong correct so to have a complicated pregnancy and two children at home and it just felt like what are we taking on in this situation yeah. like yeah, it's um, a so big that, risk. Yeah, so yeah. it's something to consider because yeah, if you are liable for all lost wages right. and uh, childcare, two uh, kids at home, single mom working, correct. Yeah, and we were that, also yeah, <laughs> a lot to consider. We were, we were told uh, that certain insurance policies would actually cover the surrogates' healthcare and pregnancy. Okay, and 
this one did not. Um, okay. Turns out, I don't think very many do. Actually. No, I think there's like maybe a, like very rare a unicorn out there somewhere that covers it because we had to buy an insurance policy for our surrogate, even though she had great health insurance through the Air Force. Like yeah. it wouldn't cover it because it was a surrogate pregnancy. We were also told that in Texas, some health insurances have a surrogacy rider. Um, mm-hmm. That it's it might not be like the most common thing um but yeah we were told the same thing and i thought that was like really unique because it's not very common for health insurances to care about surrogacy at (laughs) all Um, they don't really have a a financial benefit i don't think for putting those uh riders in insurance plans um but that's that was part of how we sort of like ended up in in texas too but yeah we, we thought, you know, let's hold out. Maybe that exists because that would have saved $50,000 right. or something. Um, oh, my God. Oh my God. Possibly yeah. more if it covered medication. But yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but then we were like, I don't think that's going to ever happen. Like, that doesn't exist. So let's just yeah not be too picky, I think, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear from someone where that did happen. And then yeah. like, how can we make that more accessible Canada. and available? Well, it happens in yeah, Canada. Canada. That's where there it happens. Go. This is the next law we need to change is like, how can we yeah. make universal health for a human yeah. who has an insurance policy? Like how is yeah. she not covered? So. so it sounds like, I mean, you two were very diligent in this process and going through and really like checking all the boxes, preparing, getting everybody on your team. And um, yeah, I guess putting yourselves in a situation where you're, you're in the best case scenario, you got everything going. Um, 15 embryos ready to go. (laughs) That's amazing. And then, then you get a call. Yeah. Hmm. What happened? (laughs) You get a call. This is a success story. Let's, 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 uh, start (laughs) there, but it did not come without a lot of curveballs, challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So just to paint the picture, we were in the middle of a house remodel. Yeah. Pete was working in Atlanta mm-hmm. full time. Oh, yeah. my God. I was at home alone. Our surrogate the house is in Washington for anybody who didn't yes, pay attention to that. <laughs> I so feel like we're, in we're hitting every state with the story. <laughs> yeah. right. You're just moving around the country. Yep. We're now. Getting... Yes. You just wait. <laughs> we're in the middle of the summer and she was due end, end of November. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're um, in July at this point, actually. And I, I got a phone call from our surrogate saying, uh, I'm heading to the ER. I'm <gasps> gushing blood. I don't know what's happening. Oh, my God. And uh, so I'm How many weeks? Alone. At that point, it was about 22 weeks. Yeah. Uh, and oh, my God. I had just flown out two weeks prior for the 20-week ultrasound alone, but got to be in the room with the surrogate, like see the baby moving around, do the anatomy scan. She was healthy. Her heartbeat was so strong. Like doctors were like, she's doing great. Just two Everything weeks prior. Just two weeks prior. Yeah. Wow. So that for me made it feel real that like, oh my gosh, we have this scary. baby in here. I, but then we get this call yeah. and it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, so she's like, I'm, I'm at, so I kind of called Pete got very emotional you're a mess uh <laughs> understandably so and yeah. was just God, like, yeah so alone like was just so alone in this house and then surrogate called me back and said 
I'm heading in. I should know within like 20 minutes what's happening. Okay. And then I think at least a full two hours, but felt like 24 hours went by mm. with no call. And so in my mind, we were like losing the baby in that moment. And I was just kind of like visualizing, like trying to prepare myself. Like this can't be good. Like I would have gotten a text or a phone call if it were good. Like right. why would this, what's right. happening in this two hour period where I'm getting no contact? Right. This, this is July 2021 and you're still yeah, yeah. in the house alone at this point. Yeah. I'm in Atlanta yeah, for two hours. Okay. Yeah. So that oh, was God. like a rock bottom. And then suddenly like the phone rings and she's like, they just discharged me. The baby is stable. And so <gasps> it was like, oh wait, my God. Like what? Like <gasps> she's so strong. Stress. So, oh. yeah, so, and, and, like, I was just so relieved, but I was, like, also, like, well, then what happened? Like, yeah, and, and you know, you kind of hear about spotting that happens during a pregnancy or, like, right. some bleeding, um, but, like, when you hear gushing, then you don't think, like, yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah, gushing's typically not a yeah, good, no, not at a all. good right. sign. And, like, she's, so there's a great hospital in, in Boise, uh, St. Luke's. And they have a stage for NICU um, and, and they're just great doctors and everything where she was planned to be delivered, but our surrogate lived further away. So she went to kind of just like the local ER urgent care. So I don't know that they were like oh, neonatal so, specialists. No. Oh, yeah. So she got discharged as like, eh, we think you're fine, but yeah. he's not by necessarily oh, like. So she just went to an urgent care. It wasn't. She was like her local. Yeah. They were like a couple like of hours an, a local outside ED. of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The local. Yeah. Do we need to get you a bottle you. real quick? Do we need to take a, okay. bottle, a 10 second bottle break? Yes, we can pause. Of, just, course. Yes, of course. We got you. See, this is great because this is real parenting. This is what life is like when you have a baby. And we're back. Perfect. This is reality TV. So she's at this like local sort of urgent care, not St. Luke's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Discharged from local. So discharged. And I think like we were so happy and it's, it's a difficult thing that you'll find is like how much control you exert over your surrogate because you really want them to like have ownership, like not feel like they're being micromanaged. Of course. So it's like you what? have had two successful pregnancies. You know what your body needs. Like you do you and we will support you and send yeah. massages and organic food and like make it easy and fun. Like we don't want to put pressure on you. Right. But at this stage, it's kind of like, well, yeah, something happened. Like now what are we going to do? Now it's real. So we kind of talked to our agency and like kind of had a plan, but like didn't totally feel great about it either. It was kind of like, now we're scared again. And like now we're like, mm, yeah. kind of like, Things are delicate. I don't know if there was like really. I don't know what we could have done differently at that point. It's kind of like the diet being cast. It's like take it easy, you know. Like let's let's keep going. And the prognosis, though, for whatever had happened, was not like they didn't put her on full bed rest. So it was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, yeah, this happens. We just had some bleeding, and you know. Um, Did she explain more to you over the phone of like what the doctors were telling her at? the hospital or kind of like the inclination i think we got the full diagnosis or whatever from, afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think you know. like 
through our agency liaison. The the placenta was kind of tearing off the uterine wall, which can cause bleeding. Like, okay. I felt like it was kind of just, this can happen. You're fine. Sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. the baby was really healthy. The heartbeat looked good. Yeah. And they discharged her that she wasn't in the hospital. She wasn't on bed rest. There was a lot of indications that this was just a blip. Right. That we, you know, and that things would continue. Yeah, that things would Placenta continue coming off the uterine wall doesn't sound like a blip to <laughs> me. A little tearing, like, again, I think like IVF has a higher risk of that, but we also didn't know what we didn't know. So we were just like, let's, you know, we have Trust agency, the experts. we have doctors, mm. like we're just freaked yeah. out parents. So like, yeah. and everyone's saying it's okay. Right. We're continuing. Yeah. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Did something in you, though, like, like say, they're saying it's okay, but, like, I don't feel like it's okay? Or are you just, you're just like, I don't know what to think? A little bit, I don't know what to think. And my Mm. best friend, who's been pregnant multiple times, when I told her, I could hear in her voice, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, almost, like, more than my own intuition, like, hers, and she knows me really well. So I was like, it wasn't, like, fully at ease mm. yeah so that was Another 22 t- weeks so, t- so that 24 and a half weeks 24 and a half weeks uh we get another call early in the morning and i'm bleeding again i'm going back to the er and okay i'm scared but i'm also like well this already happened yeah. i already mm-hmm. went to that dark place so don't go there again like because yeah. we're fine like mm-hmm. this will just send her home They'll monitor, like, this is just going to be, like, two and a half weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, And then, like, that was, like, I think, like, 4.30 in the morning. 
And then like at 5.30 in the morning, she was like, okay, so I'm delivering the baby <gasps> today. They said she needs to come out today and they're going to try to get me to St. Luke's, but I might just have to do it here. They don't know. They're going to try to life flight me, but the baby's coming. Oh my God. Is Pete <laughs> still in Atlanta at this I'm point? I'm still in Atlanta. Okay. I just worked the whole weekend yeah. and I get this call and it's three hours later. So it was like, like yeah. eight o'clock in the morning, my time. Yeah. This is like Sunday yeah. morning. And I get this call and he's just like, we're having our baby today. And I'm just like, oh, what? <sighs> Yeah. You're like she's not due I'm like, for That's three months. Not possible three and a half months. You know, you're just like three and a half. Hyper's in labor. They're gonna deliver, and I'm just you know, and I still have two weeks left on this movie. Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm like, oh god. How long was she in gestation for up until the, it was 24 weeks? So that's how many? Four, eight, 12, 16, 20. It's well, like five, six months. Yeah, and and what's interesting is like her implant day was like March 14th. And so this was only 22 and a half weeks after that day. After the implant. So because she was, you know, a six day embryo, like that time is like counts part of the math. So inside of this surrogate, she was only in it for 22 and a half weeks. Wow. Oh my God. Do we know, uh, I, I'm sure you guys might have looked this up or no, but like the, what is, what is the prognosis of a baby being born at 22 weeks, 24 weeks around that time period? Yeah. So one of the first things they did when I got there, so I luckily wasn't alone this time. My sister and niece were staying with us. So I'm like, we're all flying to Boise mm. right now. Um, <laughs> <Pack your bags. laughs> we booked a flight with like, a backpack and just just went to the airport um and they're like oh you're the you know the father intended parents uh, yeah i need to like read everything over to you and so someone came out and just kind of read what i was not ready to hear which was like so at this date there's a mortality or like a survival rate of like 80 something percent um and then but beyond that then it's like but there's probably a chance of cerebral palsy and blindness and deafness and brain bleeds and like all these things just sort of like you would want to know, but I wasn't ready to know. You don't need to know (laughs) any of that unless there's something you can do about it and there's not. So, you know, obviously your child is about to be delivered way too early. You know, as a parent, that's not great. That's bad. So yeah. I was really mad that the doctors then, and then we had a friend of ours who was a NICU nurse at a different hospital told us all the same stats. I'm like, I don't want to hear any of this. I just Which, want, yeah. I just want to be comforted. Mm. I just want to know what to expect. Not like, tell what me the, the statistics are. Like, like the miracle story. Yeah. So yeah. The babies who were born and, and made it What we should, or like, yeah, <laughs> how we should, you know, navigate the NICU, not how yeah. we, you know, what horrible prognosis, you know? So anyway, so, it's yes. kind of like everybody was telling you to expect the worst in a way or just right. making sure yeah, that you know, should, like, yeah. hey, which, just so that it, we can tell you. You automatically know it's yeah. not. Right. You're just, like, I understand <laughs> that babies aren't supposed to be born yeah. at 24 weeks. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was, I guess, somewhat glad that we had gotten there and she had uh, not had the baby. Yeah. So they had given her magnesium to slow the contractions and like mm-hmm. she was on bed rest. She had made it to St. Luke's. Yeah. Pete was 
coming from Atlanta and had a layover. So obviously it was going to take him all day to get there. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't want us to miss the birth if yeah. it happens. Right. Um, and then they told us that, you know, she's, she's stable for the moment. Stable. Uh, the, that basically as is fine, she's not in distress and she does have a prolapse in the otic sac, but it's just minor. And we are still hadn't broken and it hasn't broken. Her water hadn't broken yet. So we're still like, but half of it had come so, through. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. Come the cervix out. had. Okay. Yeah, so and got couldn't it. Put it back in. No. So we're just like waiting there, hoping it doesn't break. And they're telling us that they, cause once this, the water breaks, then it's like, yeah, it's okay, we're yeah, coming. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So we, so she's in this heavily medicated state. We're at the hospital. We're spending the night at the hospital with her. Uh, we're getting into this, you know, the doctors are getting more and more optimistic on, you know, perhaps, you know, because what they're telling us is like every day she can stay pregnant is a week less in the NICU. So they're just wow. giving us this mm-hmm. like, so we're very much just hoping that she can hold out and um, we can, uh, you know, get some of these drugs on board, these steroids that'll make huge different, develop her lungs and all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and so things were starting to like, they kind of like went really scary. Like, right. thought, like I thought I was right landing now. to a baby. Right. And then we, mm-hmm. we had a couple of days. We Coach, actually, yeah. yeah. We were kind of thinking, all right, we can get to 28 weeks. Cause 28 weeks is like a big benchmark huge. in terms of the stats of like, yeah. still scary, but like way better than 24, 25 is like sure. those okay. three weeks are pretty critical in the development. Yeah. And our surrogate was very much, you know, like wanting to do all that she yes. could. And we were you like, know, we will take anything. Kids to yeah. Like, in, like, whatever all you in need. this. We're like, team, Let's stay pregnant. Just... And, we're like, you know. but we're going to need you to go upside down. <laughs> yeah. baby needs to I'm going to hang in. you from your. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and an inversion go, table. Trendelenburg. Yes. You feel really awful at that. Oh. Like, I can see you're uncomfortable. This isn't what any yeah, of Yeah, the drugs are horrible. She's like, miserable. Was she actually in Trendelenburg position on... No, 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 no. I'm no, thinking of how much just, pressure that would put on her. Flat. <laughs> but like Pete rigged an Sorry, iPad. nursing yeah. background here. And I'm like, was she in Trendelenburg? <laughs> she was I was there. like, I don't know if she was in Arendelle or not. But mm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she was just miserable. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh wow so, we got, so how long did she was she able to like we were yeah we how were long did she hold day, out we were in day three it was, we a, were, it was wednesday. wednesday so sunday was when it all started mm-hmm. and so we got mm-hmm. the two important yeah. days of monday so tuesday and a half were like the steroids and then three and a half days we had finally left the room we're downstairs getting a uh, dr pepper <laughs> and like sitting outside in the hospital like rotunda <laughs> And then my phone rings right. and it's St. Luke's and I'm just like, uh, mm. hello? And they're like, uh, hi, uh, she is going, into, she's about to do emergency C-section mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh shit, here we go. Right. And oh so my we God. Raced upstairs and we had like, yeah, we'd already signed like all the paperwork for like rush this, yeah, all the things. And then we had kind of said like, we had a second of like, I think we can do this. We're going to make it. Oh, yeah. And we were like, kind of smiled and then got the phone call. So it was like the timing couldn't have been Uh, more. 
crazy. Yeah. So then we rushed upstairs and our, our room, which we had totally moved in, we had flowers and sleeping bags and pillows and balloons. <laughs> and it looked like a war zone all of a sudden with like some blood and some oh, like stuff everywhere. Yeah. Just like that you rushed her. And like we were oh, in geez. room like 209 because it was the closest one to the operating because we were the highest risk pregnancy in the whole. Oh my God. So, which they told us like, you're here for a reason. Like you're right next door to the operating room. And all night long while we're waiting, you can hear pregnant women walking up and down the hallways like in labor. And you're just like, oh. Stay pregnant. Oh my God. Like people trying to like go on walks so that they'll start their labor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because they're like, oh, I'm so over being pregnant. And you're like, You'll, you don't know how good you have it. You're in the elevator <laughs> with a dad who looks really stressed out. And he, I'm like, how long have you been here? He's like, oh, four hours. I'm like, three days. Yeah. <laughs> three days, which turned into 115 days. Yes. So, so. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So she is she born. Was born. She was born. She was um, born. Emergency C-section. Emergency C-section. 14 How? Ounces. How? One pound and fourteen ounces. Yeah, she how, was what? tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they said, "How that big was she? Was it like a palm of your hand?" She I was gonna say she like was a palm hamster. Yeah, she's like a little, little baby hamster. It's actually <laughs> kind of unbelievable to me. Well, yeah, it, it was you, crazy. Her yeah. fingers wouldn't wrap around your pinky; mm-hmm. just barely could close <gasps> around yeah. your pinky. Yeah, I mean, but there she was, fully formed. All yeah. her bits of the, like. Fingernails that were the size of a grain I mean, of rice, you know, just like she remarkable. was beautiful. Yeah, like it was gorgeous. the weirdest thing because we were kind of anticipating like yeah. scary, scary alien. I mean, like, she's a little alien, but but I mean, it wasn't full term baby. But I was like, oh, she she has fingers and toes. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She looked yes. like a hamster. She looked like a beautiful yeah. little ballerina. Yeah, um, and she came out breathing. So the drugs oh, did all wow. this stuff. She was never intubated, which is super rare. Yeah. So that was a good sign. That her, her heart, her heart rate never dropped. She never had. Yeah. She was never in distress. Yeah. She was never intubated at all. At all. Ever. At all. No, and at so all. she was on CPAP. 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 Okay. And that's it. For for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, wow. that was it. So. So did much. we tell you that? I mean, we've told you that Matthew's uh, sister-in-law is a ner- uh, NICU nurse. Yes, maybe. Our sister-in-law. No, I don't know yeah, that you do. Yeah, my well, sister-in-law is actually a NICU nurse. It was it was interesting because you were sending photos or posting photos uh, at the hospital, and like to her, it was just like another day. Like she, we were like, oh my gosh, like our friends, like right. look, like they just yeah. had their baby. She's like, oh my gosh, she actually looks really good for <laughs> like you know twenty four, yeah. twenty five yeah. weeks, and. She's like, oh my gosh, she's only on CPAP. That's like incredible. And I was like, what? Ah, okay, okay. Yes, great, good, awesome. Like, she's like, right. no, like she looks like she's yeah. doing really good. She's got great color and like all there the things. There were like those signs, and and that was like reassuring. And yeah, the NICU staff sees this day in and day out, and mm-hmm. very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see the worst of it because you're in the and NICU you're in there with parents and babies roommates who are not every few days. Well, yeah, you know. So at this point. I mean, how, okay, you said 125 days? 115 days in the NICU? 115. 115 days. 111 from birth to Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. how, I mean, what did you do after <laughs> birth? 
because that's a long time, right? And it's in Idaho. Right. Idaho. Where we do not live. Like, and you don't necessarily want to live. <laughs> ever. We, we Boise made, is lovely. We made some Boise's really lovely. great yeah, friends. Yeah, actually, I and have to give it a special place. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, did you get a hotel? Did you like... We found an Airbnb. Airbnb. We right started next. at the Ronald McDonald oh, House, did, yeah. which props to them. Yeah. Yes. They were great. They, yeah. they said we could have stayed there the entire time for $10 a day <laughs> or something. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. For Which when you're mean? already in a very expensive process, now you're looking at having <laughs> a second home right. for, you know, three months. So, and, but yeah. yeah. And it was also still like very much the height of COVID and like Idaho wasn't really wearing masks and stuff. So we just didn't want to be in this shared living space with people we didn't know. Um, so the, and then going yeah. to the hospital, and going to yes. the, yes. being kind so, of like a pretty incredibly stressful. You were like, I need to, to be in isolation. Isolation. And then I moved to isolation Station. with my baby and back Correct. to isolation. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the silver lining of the pandemic was I was already working from home, so I could work from home during the day and then just be at the NICU all night as needed. Yeah. Like, um, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then and check in on the day because we were like two minutes away. Yeah. So we found it in the morning. Airbnb right next to the hospital, like a block away. The um, I just randomly reached out to a property management company and the woman that just randomly answered the phone, she was a micro preemie. And so she's like, I'm oh. going to just take care of you. I'm going to figure yeah. And so she had a friend who had this wonderful bungalow. They worked out a deal for us. It just like. That's incredible. Yeah. It was meant to be that. It was perfect. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I just quit my movie, right? Just handed it off. And then our house was completely not ready for a baby (laughs) because we had three months to get ready for a baby. Yeah. And so I would fly home on Monday, start the renovation of the house. (laughs) I mean, the whole renovation of the house, like we toured the entire. Well, you saw it before now. Yeah, it was a mess. (laughs) And, um, and then would fly back for the three days on the weekend. And we did that for three months. Yeah. And then finally. Finally brought her home in man. December. Seven pounds? <laughs> Almost seven pounds. Almost yeah. seven but pounds. she came home on a feeding tube. Oxygen. Oxygen. Because she a still monitor. was. Jeez. Um, oh. Which, like, her breath was just, like, really fast. And she wasn't able to, like, take bottles. Yeah. Because she was so tired. I can imagine uh, taking care of a micro preemie is extremely different than taking care of a newborn baby. Yeah. Yes. Now the thing about our whole experience <laughs> that, you know, as again, as like, lining. yeah, silver lining, you, you go into this whole thing. You're like, well, I don't really know a whole lot about being, you know, as all parent, first time parents right. leaving the hospital with a baby after just a day or two, is just terrifying. You know, you're just like, Oh, whatever. Now I'm responsible yeah, for this. Now I'm human. responsible for this. When you're in the NICU for 111 days, they train you on everything. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. change a diaper in an isolate with one hand at 25 cords. You know, I could stick in an NG tube and you can like read all the charts and you know, know like, all this stuff. Oh. I know. Okay. You want to go down? Oh. Bye. 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 Um, so coming home, even though we were coming home with oxygen, we were coming home with all these crazy things. Uh, we felt, I felt very comfortable and just like, I, we already knew our our baby. felt like, yeah, I was like, she's ready to come home. She'll do better at home. Like we know her, she knows us. Let's get out. Like, 
because once we passed her due date, which was November 28th, yeah, we were ready to go. We we had like our Airbnb was expiring. Like my work situation, I had taken time off to like transition her home, and like that was eclipsing. So it was just sort of like all of a sudden getting like we need to get home. Like this was we made it. Like we can't be here another month. No. Like yeah, we gotta go because yeah. we moved back into the Ronald McDonald house for a minute, but I yes. couldn't really work from there. Well, no, it wasn't. Com- I mean, it was comfortable, but it just yeah. it wasn't private. It wasn't ours, and you know. So, normally they would say go home when she's feeding herself on bottles yeah but we said we're ready to go home with the feeding tube and that was kind yeah. of advice from one of our nurses that yeah. we got to know who we really they're just like get your baby home into their own rhythm and she'll be fine yeah you know she'll 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 start getting and then we met this wonderful rt who was her respiratory, respiratory therapist. therapist and she just became like part of our family and she was like i'll fly home with you yeah so we had help and oh nice so the lung development was like the long haul thing the thing that um, it was long haul but then bottle feeding became this whole other you know they have to one of the biggest hurdles for any like NICU baby leaving is feeding and we would see the feeding bottle challenge it would be the big hurdle for all the parents just like stressing out trying to get their baby home 80% yeah and what is it about that that was so that's difficult for the like developmentally is it like the muscular structure or and you just have to sustain life in your yeah. child and it's... otherwise it's going in a tube and they're just they're kind of slow some you know it's just mm. they, at a, yeah yeah at a certain point if it takes longer than 20 minutes to take the bottle then you've burned more calories than you're getting from the bottle yeah oh, okay yeah did not know that so yeah. that was like yeah. she would finish but it could take an hour so it's so like, we're talking like just the milliliters tiniest <laughs> bit of milk it was just ridiculous yeah at that like, point, oh come on, we had this just... micro bottle that looks like for a dog an eyedropper and um, it was just like please get some of this milk down and it was all fortified too um which like with extra calories she just didn't like the taste tummy, of stomach upset oh. so it's a lot uh, yeah. it's a balance yeah so and then she came home and just like immediately was off oxygen within like yeah. a day and we pulled the ng tube with it too and she was bottle feeding and it was just like she just started to thrive right that's amazing and she did were there any issues like i mean medically there was there weren't any like scares or anything after that um i mean definitely like i don't want to like underscore like the NICU still had like daily like her potassium was spiking. We had a blood transfusion. Oh, yeah. They were worried about her pick line not going in. So, yeah. like, every day was, like, a battle. You're holding mm. your baby and you're feeding. You're doing your skin to skin. And yeah. then the monitor's like, because yeah. she's, like, she's holding her breath. She so. was, yeah. It's never okay. tough, like, You're never like, not. There were, you know, like, daily mode, struggles you know? of, like, oh, she lost weight this week or, like, today. Ugh, yeah. and, like, so you're, you're in it. But, like, ultimately she overcame everything. Like, she had a PDA in her heart so when you're born so early the like heart and lungs are almost like one passage they're bypassed with a little blood vessel mm. that's supposed to close naturally and preemies it doesn't so that's something that we've been monitoring it yeah, still she's hasn't closed. yeah it's closing i believe that is a patent ductus arteriosus is that oh, you are correct. oh my goodness i have some medical professionals yes. look at you yes 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 i did take anatomy and physiology thank you so now she's now she's breathing <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what? Used Even. to apparatus. 
Oh. I was gonna say yes. Is that is that a is that a, a hyperbaric oxygen tank right there? She's our our future astronauts. Mm-hmm. This was issued by the NICU. For those of you who cannot see, um, as just took, I think, is that a trash can? No. (laughs) It holds her bowl. It holds all her toys. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. It's a little pixelated on my end. Is that a trash can? (laughs) A bowl of some kind put on her head. We're not parents yet. We don't know what a black holder looks like. A black holder, sure. But when she got home, she she was thriving. So you were talking about the NICU a lot of things going off but once she got home was there any like needing to rush to like seattle children's or anything no i mean lots of doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. and then they plead yeah and then her weight her weight was huge but that was kind of a pediatrician it was a pediatrician issue it was we were doing the frozen breast milk from our donor so freezing and shipping Mm -hmm. thawing and mixing and fortifying and it was just a total huge process yeah yeah shipping it when we wanted to go on vacation and like also well it turns out when you freeze breast milk it changes the taste of it uh and some babies just straight up hate it and uh as was one of them and we didn't really know that Uh, we struggled with bottle feeding and weight gain we had a pediatrician uh our first pediatrician was very um she was like right out of uh, med school and was just all about the numbers and when we would come in with a weigh-in that was just like not hitting these like crazy benchmarks, we would kind of get a little bit ashamed and, and it would stress me out completely that we're just total totally. parents and you know. Right. And then we switched, found a different pediatrician and she's just like, she's gaining weight, she looks good, you're great. Just, you know, keep <laughs> doing, try new things, put, you know, butter in everything. So we just kind of like. <laughs> butter in everything. We, we yeah. knew she wouldn't grow at like the same rate. Yeah. As, like, old but she was growing. She, she was, was never growing. lost weight. She always was she advancing. Just, just like, very slowly. Yeah. I mean, every mm. gram. We were measuring grams. Like, yeah. And celebrating was, a gram. Yeah. So it was not an ounce a day. It was an ounce no. a week kind of thing. So. I just feel like you two tackled this with so much poise Ugh. and ability. Like. I, uh, I cannot imagine my uh, in that situation of having to handle that is just like so much. Oh my god, I, I can't believe the, it. The amount of like mental hurdles uh, <sighs> that are like constant. It's just like a barrage of frustration and difficulties and challenges. That I'm like, okay, I can't even the thought of just being in Idaho for. You did Nebraska for four years, so I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I know, but I didn't have, like, you know, another house that was completely vacant uh, somewhere else that I'm also paying for. Oh, oh, oh and yeah, yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and no, then at the like, same time. No support or family that structure. That's where our right. adopted family, like, really stepped It's up. not like, because the pandemic, you're thinking the NICU wouldn't let anyone besides parents in. So right. our <sighs> parents, yeah. our fr- no one could visit. Like, right. it was completely locked down, which was yes. actually terrible. And it was just hard. Like, if someone came to visit, you're like, can you COVID test? Can you make sure you have no exposure? And, like, so yeah. then they felt like a liability. Like, well, I don't want to be the one to, like, come visit you and bring COVID or any sort yeah. of germ into, yeah. like, you're already isolated. So it was just, like, that became very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kind of just, like, a whole nother level of isolation. Yeah. Of yeah. not only COVID, being in another state without your like natural support system and then being in an incredible stressful situation of caring for micro preemie 
Um, yes, a lot. Um, but like, it was weird. Like, it definitely like people poured out. I mean, I remember you guys sent us a lovely care package, which like, oh yeah, you felt the love. You, you felt just the love. Couldn't actually and, like, get a hug, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and like, I would say like, normally um, like gifts and things are like not my love language, but at the time, like, I was like so appreciative of like everything that came through. I was like, it meant so much, and yeah. I just realized that I I needed to feel like supported and like. I was yeah. drained. I was like zero percent. Yeah. So like that really fed my soul. Yeah. Which is nice. Do you just need like little drops of dopamine every now just and again, a right? Bit. Yeah. Right. Like a drop of dopamine. Glasses and, yes. of wine. And so- <laughs> yes. There's a reason that there's rosé on tap at your house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's and now look at her and now we just saw her for easter first mm-hmm. steps she just started walking she this stood up weekend yesterday two days ago oh. for the first time so That's she, she is, she is i just get so much hope and love from your story of like <laughs> defying the odds making it through it would have been nice to have just oh, right. a standard circus. Because <laughs> <But, laughs> you know? that in itself, as you know, is not without its stress and all of its things. Right? Correct. So, yeah, we were then. We I, obviously, enough, yeah, obviously, enough. yeah, we are, um, we are hoping uh, for, you know, as many weeks in utero as possible. That's, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, but, yeah. journey we're, is, unique and it becomes your own and now it's like we only know as like as this and mm-hmm. yeah. to you know carry her that third trimester and bond with yeah her basically we, we oh my god we, yeah her, her Chat, skin were, to skin and we were her incubator shut before she met us and yeah she couldn't and now she's before. been to as correct and, yes she's been to her namesake she's named after a lovely village in the south of the french riviera and now she lives beautifully in washington <laughs> with her daddies who we get to see every now and again yeah. i know when are you coming summer's coming <laughs> that's true we need to floating, yeah floating. we need to plan that to make Definitely. our trip yeah. i know i know it's probably it's probably past s's bedtime by now i had one more question before you go absolutely however um i did want to i just wanted to touch on quickly uh idaho and kind of like the laws that you set out Right. Oh yeah. At the beginning, oh, yeah, you were yeah. talking about yeah. how there's. Oh my God, Ez just gave out the biggest cute yawn. Ez, can we get one more question? <laughs> I'm in? so sorry. Yes. Yes. No, it's a good one. It's a good one because it's an yeah. important one, and there's actually like a recent development. So our case went all the way to like the Idaho Supreme Courts. Um, that ACLU was going to like pump some money in because they weren't going to. So essentially, the law says that two parents going through surrogacy cannot be signed on the birth certificate at time of birth. Okay. So um, if you're not the biological parent, you have to then go through a process of adoption. You have to remove the the surrogate has to birth mother, like basically say that she is not the birth mother and has no rights to the child. So it's like an added step for couples. Um, I thought it was kind of only for gay couples, but then I learned a little bit more and it's actually for, um, anyone who's anyone. So, like, there are so instances of yeah. straight couples who have had, you know, their surrogate deliver, and then they've had two years of battling in court to like remove the surrogate from the birth certificate. 
and it did wow. delay things okay. for us too in terms of getting a social security passport. card and passport. We had a trip booked where we literally got the passport the day before yeah. <sighs> because we didn't have a birth certificate. Yeah. Um, so it, it was it just added a lot of stress. So our case was ultimately denied and we could have appealed our legal team advised after what we had been through to just kind of focus on as and not like be the face of this lawsuit anymore but they said understandable that our, yeah. our case did help sort of you know put a crack in the ceiling if you will um mm-hmm. and so just i think like last month a bill was put on the governor's desk it made it through the house to to change the laws because idaho is the unofficial surrogacy capital of the United States. And partly because really? it has, yes, which is surprising, but there's people from all over the world even that come to Idaho. Yeah. And, and partly because they just have no laws that regulate it, which is kind of scary okay. too, because the surrogate's yeah. not fully protected. You're bringing in legal documents from other states that you hope hold up, but because there's no real law, it could, like, it could end Badly. So, yeah. um, so oh, we that ended is up really scary. also going through yeah. randomly a, a Florida judge yeah. ruled in our case of adoption. So Pete could finally be put on the birth yeah. certificate as the other <laughs> parent and was always a year but was, and a half later. It was a long time later. <laughs> yeah. My God. Uh, and so then, yeah, so we, we just learned that. And, and I don't know if the governor signed it yet, but the, Hopefully. The message from our attorney was like, this is now a thing. Like, thank you yeah. for helping. It's moving in that direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's still Idaho and Tennessee that are the... Uh, yes, for the, like, but there are three other states that don't allow surrogacy at all. I think, like, Michigan, Louisiana. Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and then, like, some states like New York have surprisingly difficult laws around surrogacy, too. So yeah, I read that New York was, like, weirdly not helpful. Right. So yeah. there's, it's still it's a little a growing bit. trend in the, yeah. globally. It's, it's weird that Texas, Texas has more, like, surrogacy positive laws than I think New York well, does. Right. No laws. Nothing. Laws. <laughs> Nothing said about it. Right. Other than you can't, yeah, other than both genetic or no both intended parents cannot be put on the birth certificate yeah right it's the law in That's idaho just so weird but yeah okay crazy like we're moving towards the direction where that's going to change in idaho mm-hmm. and tennessee yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and in the three other states yeah and thank you for being a part of that i don't know that we're, i mean <laughs> I, don't know that, well, I don't know that we're gonna put any more cracks in that ceiling but thank you for doing that and i don't think i was fully aware of that situation so i like yeah. i love hearing about that too oh my god yes absolutely of just yeah changing laws you changing do. things but you gotta you gotta keep pushing forward and it's a scary mm. time with roe v wade and some other things happening uh-huh. yeah legislation Correct. so Anything we can do to be moving the other direction is absolutely is great. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for your time again. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we, um, we know as I'm sure is ready to <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> or at least stop seeing our faces on the screen oh. without any oh. audio. She's done with us. She's over <laughs> it. It's been like, she's teething. She's, so this has yeah. just been a fun day. Fun day. <laughs>
but no, we, we appreciate you boys so much and love that yeah. you have this platform that you're helping share your story with so many oh my people in my way, our stories. So this podcast is, is a great way to do that. We appreciate you so much. We have learned so much from you <laughs> over the last year. <laughs> she can tell we're wrapping up. We'll be referencing like, we'll be referencing like, oh, we had some friends that were like going through surrogacy. Da, 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 da. Well, they're on the screen right now. Yeah, that's John on the Pete. podcast right now. You are the people we're talking about. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> So thank you for everything. Bye. Continually, we are learning. Can you blow a kiss goodbye? Bye. Ah. <laughs> bye. We'll see you in real life soon. All right. See you in real life soon. Good. All right. Bye, boys. Bye. We did it. We did it. Okay. So we've known their story for a while. I feel like we learned at least a few. New oh, things. I learned. I learned a few things. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, just crazy. They have a video of like as being rolled from delivery like to the NICU Mm -hmm. and it is like you look at the the bassinet type thing that they're rolling down the hallway and you're like oh my god where is she like she's so small it honestly kind of stresses me out thinking about it because it is like you know this these things are not unheard of in happening yeah with surrogacy and IVF and um you just keep hearing expect the unexpected and you have no control yeah uh so negative sounding and then at the same time it's look at her it's all positives because it does work out and it does turn out like you hear these wonderful stories that it's like oh it's gonna be okay yeah that's what i feel yeah (laughs) it's like stress anxiety and then there's still hope and i feel good about it yeah yeah we 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 love that they live close to us we love that they i mean we got to see them kind of go through this process you know tried to support them as much as we could when things sort of went uh sideways a little bit Mm -hmm. um and then we get to hang out with that little miracle Mm. okay so we're just all in our feels right now um but thank you for hanging out with us again listening to hopefully what's your new favorite podcast (laughs) um as always you can leave a review we are just very inspired by our friends as always send us questions and comments we would love to continue to answer some great questions absolutely so thanks for listening and until next time daddies daddies out did you forget again uh i didn't know where you're going with that so i i was waiting so when i give you this look and i'm like this oh i was looking at i was looking at my wine glass to be honest okay well you can try again yeah let's get to that okay. soon okay yeah. ready mm-hmm. thanks for listening as daddy's always, out oh no no oh no. my god and I'm as so always sorry. thanks for listening until next time daddy's, daddy's out. out we did it avi our family has grown welcome to the world hannah baby introducing a new collection hannah soft Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. 
entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.